Captain on deck. Captain Hicks here from inside the simulacra. We got a big day. This is premiere day of what? I feel it. I feel it. You know, I used to be that guy that would camp out early and I would I would lock down a spot and I'd bring a couple cocktails with a cooler and I'd bring some dice and we'd play some dice and we we just I'd bring a I'd bring a, a, a Star Wars book and read the last page to people and spoil it for them. But I would, I would I would just do all kinds of funny weird things. And then I, I would do some saber fights with kids. So premiere day for Star Wars. Big deal. Especially when Phantom Menace came out. We had a really good time for, for that one. So Kenobi coming out is like a premiere day. And, and we got to celebrate. Um, Star Wars is sacred in my home. Star Wars is, you know, uh, one of those visceral memories as a child going out in, in 77 and standing in line and, and going to seeing it in a, the big big screen cornet theater in san francisco it was just a it was just it was one of those grand theaters and, and i had an aunt that that worked at a theater and she um she let us in so i saw that summer i saw star wars almost every single day i saw star wars like 50 times so star wars you know i i'm basically a jedi I'd call myself like a, a demi Jedi, you know. I'm like a borderline Jedi. This I'm probably kind of like the Jedi of Episode Two of Kenobi. But um, so my expectations are quite high, and they should be. You know, Lucas raised them to the change cinema, change science fiction, so, uh, use the Joseph Campbell um, story arc, uh, and. You really, uh, you know, there's magic in Star Wars. Magic in Star Wars. I I, I, I like Star Star Trek, but I love Star Wars. So I'm, I'm I'm that guy. And so Kenobi, I had a lot of expectations, as I said in the prologue. Um, I I I set the table so that I'm expecting it's that kind of meal where I'm I'm sitting down and. I'm expecting a nice steak, baked potato, maybe a little wedge salad, you know, just a the full steakhouse experience. Um, that that's my expectations when I sit down for any premiere of Star Wars. And that's why I always do an epilogue. See, I do a prologue, I do a review, and I do an epilogue. That's my model. Because right now I'm still in that that glow after the film. And after the, the the series, and when I I felt like the waiter came, and they they have that that little silver top on top of the of the the food tray, and he, he, he you know he's in the tux and he he pulls that back, and it's not the steak and potato I was looking for, it's a turkey sandwich. Now, I like turkey sandwiches. <laughs> you know, I like a good sourdough roll on a, you know, on a turkey sandwich with the turkey sandwich. But when I'm sitting down for the steak meal and I get a turkey sandwich, I'm not as happy as I am like at lunchtime. You know, it's just it doesn't feel right. And that was kind of Kenobi for me. I liked Kenobi. Don't get me wrong. 
but there were some elements of it uh, I didn't like. And let's, but but let's just say overall I liked it. I'm gonna give it a solid C plus, maybe a B, um, because you know I liked how it opened. I loved this the the uh, the you know the summary, and I liked how it went into. Um, Order 66 and the troopers take, you know, trying to take down all the Jedis and uh, the younglings being protected. I wanted Gorgu, um, Gorgu baby Yoda. Um, I wanted that reveal in that scene, but I, I think they're waiting because we need to know who saved Gorgu. Um, that's important for the Mandalorian. So they'll do that in the Mandalorian. And then we went to Tatooine. And we see that they're looking for Jedi and uh, come to a, a, you know, a bar and, and, and they establish the, they start establishing the uh, Inquisitors. Now, one thing I'm looking for when I sit down for this fine, you know, seven course meal, when I got a turkey sandwich, when I sit down, I'm looking for creativity. I'm looking for something that I haven't written in my mind already because I, I already know the start point and the end point of this story. So I can kind of fill in the blanks a little bit mentally. And if they can't do better than that visually and with surprises and twists and turns, then I'm going to be a little dis disappointed. And the creativity of the, the, the Inquisitors, seeing them in live action is cool. But we kind of know about the Inquisitors. That's that's all over the expanded universe now. So, but um, Rupert Friend, really, really, really a scary looking Inquisitor. Um, and so then, then we find out a little bit about the dynamics of these Inquisitors, and um, and then the the Jedi. What are we? I mean, the Jedi stopping the knife like that. Now, at least he's a hero. I mean, at least he shows that he's got. But gosh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I maybe there should have been a, a different way of doing it. He should have got out of that bar immediately when he saw them pulling up. Doesn't he have any spidey sense? What happened to the Force? Um, shouldn't he sense Force users are coming? But whatever. He saves the day, and then he becomes the. Uh, he becomes, uh, you know, the fodder for them to interrogate. Me, but he got away. And then we get, then we get to, then we get to Obi Wan. Now, this whole idea of the beta. Everybody talks about the men, the heroes being baited. Okay, what does that mean? It means you become a secondary character. You became a weak, weak version. You became the Stephen Grant in in uh, the bookshop employee in in uh, moon knight versus uh you know a, a kick-ass jedi you have to remember obi-wan kenobi it opens up he it was an interesting setup i had to give him that you know this meat packing plant uh in the desert um but obi-wan kenobi is the biggest badass of the prequel trilogy, okay? Now, if you really sum it up, of all the Jedis of all time, Obi-Wan Kenobi is probably more badass than Luke. I know I said it right now. He's more badass than Luke. He's got a better resume. He's got a better resume. 
And um, think of it like this. Vader is the baddest ass Sith we've, we've seen so far on the screen, right? If Vader was a boxer, his record would be 1,000 and one loss and one tie. He 1,000 wins, kicks everybody's It's probably more like 100,000 wins. One loss, one tie. The tie came to the emperor because that's that's how he died. But the loss, the only loss Vader ever had was to Kenobi, got chopped in half. He's good at chopping people in half. Uh, look at Darth Maul. Darth Maul, badass. Chopped in half. Kenobi is badass. So where do we find him? He's in the meat packing plant. <laughs> he is a beta. He is just worn down, beat down. Now, hey, anybody who lives in the desert for 10 years, you know, that's going to beat you down. But uh, I don't know. And, you know, he's. He, it seems like, from what I got in the first episode, he's not really even using the Force anymore. That's That was part... He, he, he explained to the other Jedi that, he, you know, you got you to gotta walk away from those things. We lost. And I understand. He has PTSD. Um. They lost the galaxy, right? They lost, you know, the, the, the empire has taken over the whole galaxy. That's, that's a bummer, you know. Him and Yoda are in hiding. Uh, he's bummed out. I get it. I get it. But he's kind of given up. He's kind of given up. He's checking out on Luke. Um, then we have the uh, Uncle Owen scene. And even Uncle Owen kind of, you know, you know, sees how how weak kenobi is he protected luke not kenobi when the inquisitors were were looking for him and you know the whole scene the the scene where kenobi is is um you know being chased right that was a weird scene for me because kind of felt it wasn't as bad i mean hey the special effects are really good. The way things have been shot, way better than Boba Fett. Uh, but I just felt like, wouldn't, I mean, I know we don't see Kenobi using a blaster, but gosh, he shoots worse than stormtroopers. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I guess his preferred weapon is uh, is a lightsaber. And um, I, I don't know. I think, I think they really, they really made him. Um, now, you've got to build him up you got to tear him down before you build him up. So, but Kenobi is the baddest. He, he kicked Darth Maul and Vader's ass. And now he is just a shell of his former self. Uh, he's a shadow of his former self. It's hard to see. It's hard to see, but I get it. Also, Ewan McGregor is looking more and more like uh, Sir Alec Guinness. And, and I, and I like that whole aspect of it. Um, but overall, the Inquisitors, uh, I really like that angle. Uh, the new main, uh, well, I, I like the Grand Inquisitor, obviously. But, you know, what, what we have here is Reva. She's a badass. Now, there's some stereotypes that are getting triggered for me there, but she's a badass. And, um, you know, I, I don't even know if Kenobi went toe-to-toe -to -toe with her in his weakened force condition. I wonder how well he, he'd probably snap out of it. He, he's such a badass, he'd snap out. But um, from what we saw, just all the, 
you know, when when we saw the other Jedi approach Kenobi and say, hey, I need your help. And Kenobi says, give it up. You know, it's over. We lost. And that was really a uh, a moment where you got to just pause and say, whoa, they really took the character there. You know, he's got no heroism left in him. Um, and, you know, he, he tells the guy, bury his, sand, his lightsaber in the desert. Give it up, kid. So that's where we we got to 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 he's just totally broken down it's like it's like somebody that's been in guantanamo bay and having to deal with uh you know uh these advanced uh you know um you know um you know interrogation techniques but it was all it's all self-induced the 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 rebellion the, the, you know, the rebelliousness of Obi-Wan, the only rebellious act he, he did was taking a little extra meat from the meatpacking plant. So, you know, and a friend of mine told me he hated the meatpacking plant. I, I would agree. It just, it just really, I mean, nobody wants to see anybody, the other heroes working a, you know, factory line. <laughs> that's just, that's just hard. So but they beta. So I'm going to give that a, a, a double woke check. Okay. And then, Let's move to Alderaan. Alderaan was really cool. I had to explain to my wife that, you know, how beautiful all that was and how uh, Grand Moff talking, you know, just took that out right in front of Leia, the older version of Leia. To see, but to see Alderaan all, as all of wonder and splendor, that was just wonderful. I love the world building in, in Star Wars and how expansive it is. And I, I really like seeing uh, Leia, young Leia and all the dynamics, right? Because she's, she's adopted and i kind of liked some of that and um but you know that droid she has i hate it when they have droids that have more advanced technology than what they showed in episode four new hope because it doesn't make sense (laughs) you know why would they have not you you don't have to have all these you know in in you know in the sequel trilogy, they have BB-8. That's more advanced technology. That makes sense. But why would you have a more advanced drone robot when all we had was 3PO and R2-D2, you know, that that in the timeline is after? That bothers me. Come on, do your homework, Dark Kathleen crew. And uh, we also have, um, uh, you know, was, you know, I don't even know. Flea? He makes it in there. I mean, uh, I don't know. He, sometimes the stunt casting works. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. I didn't believe Flea and his crew really could even catch a 10-year-old. I, I thought he was just uh, bad. I don't know. Didn't work for me. So we we get the, we get the whole thing. And then, uh, you know, um, Bale has to beg. Obi-Wan, bag him and bag him and bag him. Please get Leia. You know, you're looking after Luke, but Leia's missing. You got and and he just has to be just pulled and pulled. And finally we get into it. So, but overall, episode one. Again, it's a turkey sandwich. I like a turkey sandwich, but when they baited him, and we can see that the strongest character is Reva so far. And 
and then we got you know but then we got leia in there and we we got some tatooine we had some some moments so the first the first episode worked for me the first episode remind me of um the sequel trilogy the first scenes with ray on tatooine all that was great i really the first like 15 minutes of force awakens is probably the only thing i would ever watch again and that stuff was really good so then second episode we we are, have moved and we're on Dayu, right? And we've moved to Dayu. And Leia's kidnapped. He's got to go rescue her. Uh, he he gets, you know, he gets on that uh, ship. You know, what if Bail Organa went all the way to Tatooine, couldn't he give an Obi-Wan a ride, you know, to Dayu? I mean, that didn't make sense to me. You know, could he, couldn't Obi-Wan just say, shotgun, you know, I, you know, okay, but we're there, we're on Dayu. The beginning scenes on Dayu were awesome, great, great map paintings, I thought it was this really cool cross, looked kind of like Blade Runner meets Coruscant, it was really cool. And then, and then he, he's, he's looked, now, again, I was worried about it, and my, my fears were justified, because Part of my turkey sandwich in those first two episodes. First episode, first episode was a little bit better, but the average of the two was a turkey sandwich. And the 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 scenes, okay, the scenes with uh, Kamali, okay, that that was just ridiculous with the magnets and uh, I mean, I don't know, it just didn't work for me. I think they were trying to be funny, but it didn't work. It didn't it? It, it wasn't funny. Uh, the character was kind of up and down. Didn't really make sense. He's a bad guy. He's a good guy. He's a bad guy. He's a good guy. Um, that didn't work for me at all. Also, when he finally got Leia, right? And they're starting to, to you know, get to know each other. And then, then she sees that feed showing that he's wanted. And, she, you know, she's so smart, right? She's so smart in all of her interactions with her cousin and her parents and she's acting like a 25 year old you know a smart smart 25 not one of these weenie 25 year olds but a real 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 uh, you know wise little girl and she can't figure out that you know that's the empire trying to capture the person trying to rescue her and i felt like the the leia stuff was something I didn't, that was creative. That was clever that they added in layer that had that whole element to the storyline. But it was kind of like, you know, how like a friend of yours has just had a baby and they give you, the, and the baby looks so cute and you hold the baby and then the baby starts crying. And then all of a sudden, all the cuteness is gone. And you just say, okay, you want to give the baby back to the mother? That's how I felt about the Princess Leia episode. It's like, oh, this is great. We got Leia in there. And then, and then after a while, you're just like, you want to give it the, <laughs> let's get off Leia. Let's, let's give it back to the mother. It felt a lot like the Bad Batch where we had Omega and there was a certain point where Omega was cute and then she wasn't. And then she was so annoying. It's like, can we, can we just cut Omega out? Because I like the rest of these guys in the Bad Batch. And that's that's kind of where I got on Dayu with uh, Leia. I got tired of Leia. Uh, 
The other thing that I thought was was from a, just a, it felt like they were in this like soundstage and they were just using this middle part of a soundstage where at the beginning it looked so good. And then they were just like going over the exact same soundstage from different angles, different kind of shots, close-ups, and then, and then, you know, quick, quick shots. And it just, if it felt like they could have done a little bit more in the set design for me, it just, it looked a little, it didn't look Lucas level. It was a little weak. It was like Richard Rodriguez level. Didn't, didn't look right. And then, then I realized when, when, when Obi-Wan had to save Leia, it was such a stretch for him to use the force. It's almost like he wasn't even using the force like for years. Like he had so many cobwebs on that force grip that it, it made me, it, it gave me another one of those, oh, beta moments. Like they baited him again. And he finally is just the atrophy is wearing off and all the rust is coming on and he saved Leia. And then now he's back to, to being a Jedi. But Overall, that second episode was a mess for me. I didn't, I got annoyed by Leia a couple different times. I wanted to put her in timeout. Um, Obi-Wan, um, just, uh, and just the way he was walking, he's a wanted man. And you keep that hood on. You got to keep the hood on. You got to put a hood on the kid. You're, you're wanted. Everybody there is going gonna, is gonna to take you down. They're all getting paid. He knows the drill. So, um, and then, and then, uh, you know, the inquisitor, um, moment. Now, if you were the grand inquisitor and you just told the third sister that, you know, she is the least of you and she's just, you know, just a, a tub of shit, you know, she's some shit on your shoe and you know that she's got like rage problems. Would you let your guard down around her? I mean, the Grand Inquisitor just gets taken out that easy. And don't these guys have their force? What's going on with the force in the last couple of years? They don't, they don't have the, the spidey sense like they used to. I mean, you know, would Vader allow that chick just to zap? Even Obi-Wan. I mean, you'd have your guards up. I'm ready. I'm ready to pop that saber to deflect that blow any moment. I just told her she's worse than the shit on my shoe. So I don't know. I don't know. And the, I, I wanted to see more of the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, but I guess that's just part of this, the where, the where they're going on this. Uh, but she's, she's supposedly a badass and she's an evil badass. And there's probably more to her story. And we're going to find out all about that because it's probably the Ravis show, uh, the, the, the Reva show. And, we don't even know it uh, but uh so far so good turkey sandwich i give it a seven it's not better than mandalorian it's not creative enough it just hasn't been creative enough i like the leia stuff uh i liked uh i like the inquisitors but we got to give credit if we're gonna give it the lucas you know uh five-star award then it's got to be bringing high levels of creativity and we've got a lot you know a lot of we got a baited obi-wan check check we got a lot of princess leia being annoying omega style check check we got the reva 
uh, Inquisitor um, being a the, the 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 strongest character in the show. Check check. So there's only six episodes. So thirty percent of this series is in the can, and they're gonna really have to step it up because I'm getting a lot more Disney Plus. MCU vibe to this thing than I am, um, you know. So I want to, I want to be like, dun, 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 I want to have that vibe. I want to be like that. I want to be eating my steak and my baked potato. I'm just sitting back, Hannah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy. <laughs> Al Bundy. I'm Al Bundy leaning back, eating my turkey sandwich. Eh, it's it's okay. It's good. Is it great? I don't know. But always remember, 